right, everybody. Welcome to It's Ed Technical. I'm Nick Finelli, your host, and I'm excited to be here tonight. Um, just want to broadcasting from Delaware, and I'm helping the good folks out here um, today. And was in Dallas this past weekend, so shout out to all those folks too. Um, had a good time uh, making things. So tonight we have a couple of things I want to talk about. A um, couple of questions and things. So one of them is going to be going to the Sphero app. I know last time I talked about a little bit, I just want to show you uh, some of the cool things you can do as far as the, the events blocks that, that are available with the Sphero app. And then we're going to have some fun with iOS and be able to uh, to look at the uh, the keyboard and some special keyboard functions that you may or may not have known are there. And then also... Uh, looking at Siri and even Google Assistant and looking how um, those particular AI functions, artificial intelligence type functions, can can help you as a teacher or even help your students in the classroom. So, so again, this is Is That Ed Technical with Nick Finale, and I am broadcasting live here. Uh, want to remind you that you can go to blendedtechlearning.com. Um, our podcasts are, are broadcast there also. Um, you can also see them on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, they'll be posted uh, shortly after. If you want to connect with me online, it's at Nick Finelli. And be glad to uh, share anything and help you guys out. Um, again, I'm still offering courses. So if you're going to... Uh, be thinking about doing stuff this summer try to try to uh, get maybe a certificate or um, just looking for some professional development you can always come here I have my courses online uh, so tons of courses at courses.blendedtechlearning and through those courses then you can get credits and things like that so uh, let's go into Sphero and look at that app and look at all the things we can do with it. So give me a second here and I'm going to transition into using Sphero. All right. Close this out. There we go. All right. So you should be looking at my iPad and I have opened up the Sphero app. And so inside the Sphero app, I've, you can see these black areas. These are events. And so we have on start program, which you're going to see whenever you create any type of, of the block programs and you'll see it on there. Um, and then underneath of it, you know, different things. So I have color and sound just to show you some differences. But we have uh, on collision. So when it collides with something, it's going to turn red and do a little boing sound. Um, you also have on free fall, free, excuse me, free fall. So when you, you, you drop the item and drop Sphero, it's going to, I programmed it now to do this color and sound like rain. And then also have one with gyro max. So that means if I shake it up and, you know, take that gyroscope up, uh, it's going to give a sound and be green. Uh, on the land, so if it were to land after a free fall, then it would make the landing sound. And then 
while it's charging, I have it going through cycle of all of those colors. Now the only one of these that I didn't use on event, it's in there as you can see down at the bottom, on collision, on land, on free fall, on gyromax, on charging, is on not charging. So if I wanted to add something when it's not charging to be like a certain color or play a sound or something like that um, when it's first lifted off or something, um, I could do that. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to press the start button and then after I press the start button I'm going to switch it so you can actually see the Sphero. I'm going to switch to my uh, camera. Alright, so it started. And I'll make sure the volume's up. So I lift it up. There's the Spiro. And I. There, see how the collision and does the boing sound. And then if I let it fall, so I'll go a little bit higher. Okay, so it did the landing sound there. And now we want it to also. I gotta shake it a little bit, get this gyroscope going. Ah. Still doing the boing. I can't get the gyro to move. There we go. And so it, I don't know if you heard that sound, but you see how it turned to green. All right, and then the only other thing is to put it back on charging. And then now. Uh, Charging. So now it's doing my charging and it's changing the colors. So all of those, and it'll continue to do those. So if I hit stop on effects, you can see the low, the sensor data would actually have shown me stuff. But there's the colors it was doing on charging on the land. It did that land. Gyromax, and then we didn't get the rain sound from the free fall. I don't know if I was up high enough to do it. Um, I can try it one more time just to see if you can hear it. There we go. So you can see uh, I just had to hold it higher, higher than charging. I was. Charging. Oh, now I put it back on charging. Um, so you can see that the the free fall worked and it's doing basically what I asked. I could, you know, on free fall, I could have it say something. I could have it change colors. I just chose those to show you. But I just felt like these events were, were crucial because based on these particular things, it's going to do something different. It's like the start of a program um, um, each time. So there's a start. That's kind of a start. And so you can build those into whatever you start doing when you start doing things with your movement and lights and sounds and then when you start adding different controls like loops of course you can put them in with the collisions or things like that um, or when you use your comparators to, to compare things you know maybe the collision you need know, to compare it and based on how bad the collision is it could change the color so there's lots of neat possibilities with these events um, just knowing that the accelerometer and the gyroscope are used to determine these things and that's what helps it know whether it's being dropped or whether it's being shaken up a lot or whether it hit something hard or landed or of course the charging it knows when it's doing that or not charging.
So that's some cool stuff with Sphero wanted to just show you. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about, since we're, we already have the, um, the iOS uh, device all plugged in, I'm going to show you some just keyboard things that you're probably thinking, oh, okay. Um, you know, I always go places and, you know, do things and they're like, oh, how did you do that? And it's just a small little thing. It's nothing major, but, you know, it helps people and are like, oh, wow, you know, that was cool. Uh, so what I'm going to do is just pull down on my device here. So when you're on a device, of course, uh, iOS, you can just swipe down. And then I'm up there in the search and I could go up here and type something like, 90 but let's say I want 90 degrees if I touch and hold down the zero there's my little degree sign and so there's 90 degrees and so that's just a neat thing you may not have known that um, a lot of times people say oh well I know it does it for for letters you know like it has the the enya for the n it has the um, of course the other for like C, when I hold down C, it's going to show me all the accent marks for that one. It'll even do it for Y. You also have it for U. Of course, I, all your vowels are going to have the, the different accent marks that you may need. Um, and But then you can also get into other things, like if you hold down the period or the dot, it's going to give you the upside down question mark, it's going to give you quotes, and it's going to give you an ellipsis. So that's kind of cool. And then if you hold down the the exclamation point, it's going to give you upside down plus a single quote. And if I go into the next set of items, so, whoops, I didn't mean to do that. If I go into my one, two, three, I have other things I can do. So if I percentage mark, notice it does zero over zero, zero, rather than a typical percentage mark. And um, you also have, let me actually make it and you just slide your hand your finger over it to to make the different one some of them don't have any things on it so like you would think oh is there something with equals like a similar or something like that there isn't same thing with the plus it's just gonna be that but uh you know just if you wanna just kinda test them out and see what's there you can actually just hold them down and notice we're we're kinda back in that same area none of the other numbers really do anything besides zero. If I were to go back and just look at um, something else, so if I hold down the dollar sign, you're going to get all the different monetary amounts like yen and euro and pound um, and cents so forth. And if you hold down the and sign, there's also a different symbol for there. So some cool stuff there. Uh, while we're still on the keyboard, I know that many people may not know that under all of your little emoticons and things like that, there's a couple that you can actually do some changes to also. So I'm going to go back here to the front of it. And these are a lot of symbols that people use. You know, the OK symbol, it might come up automatically. But if you touch and hold it down, it actually gives you kind of a skin color choice. So then you can choose, and that kind of becomes your default. You can do it for other ones. Okay. So just different ways to do that. That's cool. And also, same thing for 
the faces. They they come up with a totally gold face, but then you can switch it so yours is one of the particular ones. Okay, um, so it, it works for things like with skin colors and things like that using different tones. Um, you may think, oh, it should work here for four people, but it doesn't. So it, it's just going to do those. Um, not to my knowledge are there any other things that, that really do that with, with more than one. So even if you hold down certain emojis or something like that, it's not going to give you different options um, for those. But still, nevertheless, that's pretty cool to be able to do that and, um, and bring this in. So I'm going to go back to ABC and clear this up. And so those are some pretty cool, pretty neat ways to use uh, the keyboard. Now, um, if uh, I had this question earlier about uh, using Siri, using Google Assistant, and so I want to go into those a little bit. And first, I'm going to go into the settings just to make sure you know how to uh, get Siri turned on, um, for example, on iOS. So I'm going to click on the settings. I'm going to transfer back so you can see it. So settings, of course, is just the gear. Um, and then Siri actually has its own section. So it's Siri and search. And you can do a number of things. You can just say, hey, Siri, and it's going to come on. You can also press the home button for Siri or allow Siri when locked. You can choose the language. So if you want Siri to speak in a different language, of course you can do that. Uh, you can change Siri's voice depending on your language. So I've got the US and the uh, you can pick, or actually it's English, but I can pick Australian, I can pick British, and then from there you can also pick a gender. So that's kind of cool. And then you also have some other information like when do you get voice feedback? Do you only do it when it's hands free? You know, when the mute is on, Siri will provide even if I have the mute on. Um, or I can control it with the mute setting. And then last but not least, um, what what does Siri look for or search for? So it can look at all your apps. You can decide which apps it gets to search and give suggestions because if it's not able to search it, it's just going to say, Siri couldn't find this or something like that. Um, so you can look through at all of your, your different things. And it doesn't matter if it's Apple things or not. It can, it can open up other apps and, and specifics like that. Um, and then if it says find in apps, which like for instance in the news, you can find content in other apps. So Surrey can suggest stories, channels, and topics based on your Safari and app usage. So, of course, that's an Apple product, so it's looking at that. Um, so you can see. Pretty cool to do that. So now if I go back out and try to bring up Siri, I'm going to hold down the home. There's Siri. And it was waiting for me to say something, and so that's why it did the, the beeping. But really, if, uh, if I ask it a question, it's pretty pretty neat. You're scary. Oh, yeah. huh. oh, I don't know if I said that. 
<laughs> yeah. So practice speaking in front of it. I think that's always a good good idea. Um, but you, of course, can ask typical questions. But a lot of people, um, I'll just do a simple thing. Remind me when our Facebook Live ends today. Okay, I'll remind you to when our Facebook Live. When would you like to be reminded? Eight o'clock, please. Okay, I'll remind you. All right, and then of course I could edit that and things like that, but give it shorter commands. You know, I was a little wordy there in explaining stuff, but if you just give it shorter commands, it'll know exactly what you're doing and how you want to do it. Um, another thing you can do is, besides reminders, is I would use in, uh, I would use inside of a, like a timer or something. So you're in a classroom and you know you're trying to keep track of when you need to go to the next activity or when you need to to work on something or to remind you to something. So you can use it for reminders, but you can even say like. Set timer for 15 minutes. Setting the timer. And so now okay. the timer's 15 on. 15 minutes and counting. So now the timer's on. Of course, you know, it's just for you, but it's doing that. I think also for kids who need that, um, they, you can set a voice timer so that way it will stop their, um, their activity or stop them from doing something um, and have them to cause notice. Uh, of those things or if you just need to change or transition from one group to another you have that timer um, for yourself so just simple things like that setting timers giving yourself reminders even taking notes like adding a note um, for yourself maybe it's about a student behavior or maybe it's about uh, some sort of student activity uh, you know or just something you notice and you want to jot that down that that would just be a great thing to be able to just talk into your phone so going back to um, either talking to Siri or when you're in notes or something like that. I'll use notes as a, as a good way of, of bringing it up. So when you go into notes, of course you click on the top right and it has a little pencil with a box. You add your new note and Then once you're in your space, it brings up the key area, and then you have your ability to click on the microphone. Now with the microphone, you can talk, and it's going to write down whatever you say, period. And there it is. And of course, I can go back and ed edit this and so forth, but it, it recorded exactly what I said. And the more practice you get with it, it's going to be better at doing things. cool thing about notes is then you can also make them collaborative. So if you wanted to share a note with someone, you just click on the plus, and then you can share that note. So when you add people, they can see the changes. You can message them. I can send it to them via email all sorts of ways. So that's just a cool way to, to have a note and then also put that note in kind of someone else's head too. Like, hey, you need to be reminded of this too. Um, so great for students, especially if they have um, email accounts or something like that um, that you want to, to work with them. You can also draw 
and put images and stuff like that on on a particular note. So if I go back to, oops, I went to the wrong one. If I'm just back at the same note itself, as you can edit down, I have all my abilities here to change font by clicking on the A. So you can see my title, my heading, things like that, indentions. And then also I have the ability to add in a particular table. And then the undo button.